Alright, as you guys know with my videos, I do like to try to get to the point quickly. Still, I don't like to take up too much video time. I do go off on tangents, so I'm trying to do that less and less. I just feel bad for anybody who's got to listen to my fucking tangents, but let's roll. Let's roll with this, baby. Alright, so my current balance, uh, let's just show my shib. Show off my shib. I don't know if it's legal, but show off the penis. Yeah, there we go. Alright. So, as you see, you continue to see me converting Shibi Inu slowly as it goes up. Just because, just because if a massive bear market happens where everybody sells off and panics, which I think they probably will, and uh, if I know human nature well, I know it quite well, um, when everything goes up rapidly, it can also go down rapidly. So That's the one thing nobody seems to anticipate, and it's very frustrating. So, let's take a look at my Shib wallet. As you see, I've converted, 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 so I've been able to sell Shibi Inu at a decently rapid rate, slowly. However, let's take a look here. So SHIB was seriously no joke earlier today. It was all the way up to, at one point, uh, 4081. Now it's at uh, 406415. And in this day, in the overall day today, it had a 20, ooh, 20 or 25% dip. I can't tell. Anyway, Coinbase... Um, First off, I love Coinbase. Their app has been really fucking out on me. I don't know what it is. I think it could be because I have Android 8 on my phone. I've got like an old school fucking Android. But <clears throat> I guess I'm not the only person this has happened to. And it could be happening with people. Maybe they restored the app finally. I don't know. I haven't really checked. I've been using the desktop browser version of Coinbase and just kind of rolling from there and just kind of buying and selling my Shiba Inu that way. Um, it's kind of the best way to do it at this point. But eventually, though, the app should start working, and if it doesn't, uh, that's a little bit that's a little bit bullshit, though. If the if the app stops like working properly or anything, and as you can see, there's been a ah Shiba is down. This is so funny though. Shiba's down twenty one point two nine percent, but everything else is up. Like Doge is up twenty four percent, LRC is up forty five percent, Mana is up forty seven percent. It's interesting though. I. And a part of me considers, like, instead of shaving off at the top and putting it into Tether, should I have just distributed a lot of the Shiba Inu to different random microcap coins? I thought about it as, like, no, none of them have the popularity that Shiba Inu does. So I, I'm just going with the most popular trendy one and then just kind of, uh, I got in early. I got in really early because I saw this too, it was going to be a trend. And I just, once it went on Coinbase, I started buying. Couldn't stop. <laughs> and then ever since then, it's been blossoming up. and. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I intend to have at least 40 million Shiba Inu coins still. Uh, I'm down to 42,900,000. Actually, it should show my rate right here, how much I got. Oh, how much Shib? <laughs> how much Shib do I got? Don't be fooled by the Shib that I got. I'm still, I'm still Michael Suckencock. All right, anyway. Uh, <laughs> 42 million, ah, 912,000. Yeah, I still got enough, and I can continue to shave off $20 if it continues another bull run. Now, I am hoping it erases, and what the, this is what they call erasing a zero, by the way. So right now it's at the 406440, but it, it could eventually go and erase the zero and put it into a one situation, and then two, three, four, and then erase another zero. But yeah, so... The thing is, is Shiba Inu cheap to buy? No, if you look at the market cap, not really. Market cap is $35.6 billion for it. It's, it's a lot. That's a lot of different. Uh, and I think the circulation, I think the supply 
the circulation of Shiba Inu might be a little inaccurate, but $549.1 trillion SHIB is out there, so it's a number eight popularity, but yeah, the growth is real. No, I, I plan on holding. I think the thing is, if you don't hold Shiba Inu coin, I think you're a fool. I mean, if you got in early, keep holding. You know, but now here's the thing: I sell, but don't sell at all. Just sell little bits and pieces here, so you can get your initial principal back. See what I'm doing? I'm I'm playing it smart, man. As long as it keeps going up, I'm selling off like twenty dollars at a time. And the more it multiplies, fifteen or twenty dollars isn't going to be much. You're not going to have to get rid of much shib to get that get the dollar amount back. But the whole point of shaving off as it goes up is to make sure that. If a bear market happens, like what just happened, well, I wouldn't say a bear market. There was just a massive sell-off, to be honest, and a massive sell-off from right here all the way down to here. It even went down to one point to four zeros five five. Nice. That's a good time. That would have been a good time to buy. But yeah, I think, no, I think the Shiba Inu craze is kind of fun. It's kind of cool. I, I, I did it as a gamble. If, I, if I'm going to be honest, I was a monkey on a, I was a monkey throwing darts at a board. I thought, well... Shiba Inu is going to be popular. I just have this feeling. I had a good feeling it would be because Dogecoin was so fucking popular and this already had such a freaking backed army behind it. But yeah, at this point, the way I play the, the way I play this crypto market is simple. I just look for what's trending. I look for trading volume as well. I'm kind of a trading volume guy. So if I see there's a lot of trading volume and it's dipping, I'm going to definitely buy into it because anything that's popular enough to have massive trading volume every day for a week it's in my book at least worth having some, uh, having my foot in the door for some of it. So I don't know. I'm a dip buyer though. Like I, I, I tell everybody, I'm a professed dip buyer. I will always buy the dip. That's just, it's in my blood. It's in my veins. It's how I'm configured. I will always buy more dips. But yeah, no, it's it's pretty fun though. I think more people should get into the cryptoverse a little bit. I still think there are some that are a little too late to get into. I'm still on the fence about Shiba Inu overall. Uh, I still think it'll go up just because they're still doing the token burns. And when there's less in circulation, what I will, what I'll have, it will become more valuable over time, but they're still going to have to burn quite a few tokens in order for this to become more valuable. So it's, it's a tricky, it, we're all in a tricky spot right now for the circulating supply. It's very abundant still, but eventually I think enough people will keep on piling money into this to where the demand's going to be so high for this fucking coin that the market cap could go up even higher. And that's scary. That's fucking scary if the market cap went up too high for this. Um, but I will continue, as I, I've been saying, to just keep shaving off my position as it goes up. Um, only, um, uh, it will have to go, it will have to remove another zero, though, in order for me to actually continue to shave off $20 per, because the only reason I do it is just so I can have my initial principal back. That's it. Just in case things go south. Because it is, it's crypto. Things can go south. Um, I don't think it would go down to absolute zero, though, but I will tell you this, though. If it went down to a really, really low count, I would definitely continue to accumulate as many as I can and, and not even apologize for it. Um, at least that's, that's going to be my goal. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting time to be in the cryptoverse. Um, so, in summary, I guess what I could say about this is um, buy the dip. That's all I ever do. Um, especially with the crypto markets. I think I like to buy. And the thing is I, I have a lot of cash reserves to where I'm buy and hold, um, a lot of different things because I just have that ability. I don't know. I just, I'm not affected by this negatively. Um, 
I think there are too many people who freak out about what happens in the market. Um, and, and it would be better for their health to not do so, uh, at least to not freak out and, uh, and just be kind of cautious when they need to be and, uh, thoughtful when they need to be too. So, um, yeah. Do I think she being to continue to rise? Obviously it's going to continue to rise. There's going to be so many people adopting into it, like people getting a Robin hood, uh, too many people like to get in late. That's the problem. I like to get in early because I want to get, I want to get everything at the cheapest price possible. You get in early, you get things cheap. That's the way. That's the way it works in the investing world. Um, sometimes, not all the time. I will say this: IPOs sometimes can be overly valued. So, um, that's a that's always a possibility too. But, um, just depends on how long term you are, though. Long term delaying your gratification is a good thing. Being willing, you have to be willing to sit for a while on certain things. You have to be willing to let that money sit. You have to be willing to set that money into an asset and remember that that asset's more valuable than what that cat than what the cash that you spent to get the asset. And I think the problem, I think the difference between me and everybody else is I value assets like stocks and crypto and bonds and gold. I value those more than I actually value money. Like I shouldn't even say it's not even money. Cash is not money. Cash is a currency, and a currency is bullshit. Currencies are meant to move around, and they have no real intrinsic value, except for, honestly, while people still think cash has value, I'm going to be accumulating even more assets, including crypto. And sadly enough, I think crypto has more value than cash. However, I do like to keep cash on the side when bear markets happen because it's a time to get things at a discount. And I love getting things at a discount. I am a bargain shopper when it comes to investing. However, when I'm bargain shopping, it better be a high quality company, high quality company that's down for the day. That's, that's my philosophy every time, no matter what. So. Okay, but I do want to thank you guys for um, always taking the time to view my videos the fact that people even want to watch this shit, it's, it's an honor. And I broke the 100 subscriber count recently, so I'm hoping to keep on getting more subscribers on YouTube. Um, and uh, I'm still doing the podcast, obviously. This is, this is the podcast. What you're listening to is the podcast and the YouTube channel. I just take the audio from every video, and I just put it into the podcast form. So that's kind of the way it rolls. Um, but yeah, and I honestly, I want to sell you guys a $100,000 course. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I don't sell courses on this channel. Not at all. I don't believe in that shit. Um, I actually call out a lot of YouTubers who, who do that shit, though, um, who try to manipulate broke millennials by acting like them and, and, and trying, to, trying to get them to buy a crappy product that won't really help them out in the end. Um, the, best thing, the best advice I have is think for yourself. I mean, really, think for yourself. Study different investment philosophies. Find the investment philosophy that has the best track record and one that you think that you have the ability to tolerate. It's really simple. Um, my personal favorite is the buy and hold strategy. It's never failed me. Uh, buy and hold has been one of my favorite strategies of all time, because if you buy and hold assets that actually pay you money, you'll, it's an incentive to hold it basically. So look for dividend stocks. It's always good. Um, but not all, not all assets that pay you are created equal. Some, some can lose value over time. And so it becomes kind of pointless to actually have it. You know what I mean? Cause you do eventually want to cash out. Um, to be honest though, as long as the dividend grows over time, that's all I really care about. Dividend growth is like my main thing. So as long as they pay a higher dividend, like every, I don't know, two or three, two or three years, I'm pretty much okay with it. 
But yeah, a company is bound to grow. Whereas, you know, real estate, as much as I like getting into real estate, it's really just um, real estate is simply an inflation hedge for me. It's a hedge against inflation. That's all it's ever going to be. Um, uh, but it, real estate does go up in value, though. You know, as demand for houses goes up, you know, it's just real estate. It's always a money maker. It's always a cash grab. So I always choose to be exposed to real estate using the VNQ. Um, basically, the VNQ is, a, I might have got the symbol wrong, but it's the Vanguard Real Estate Investment Trust. Uh, it's just a great way to get exposed to all sorts of different, um, you know, different uh, uh, pieces of real estate in different sectors of real estate, which is really nice. So like I said, I, I always talk about mass diversification in different sectors and different asset classes, and that's kind of how I roll. So. That's why I talk about it a lot is because I want you guys to start accumulating assets while also allocating your assets accordingly and figuring out what percentage is best. But being long, and here's the thing, if you play these games, the types of games that I play long term, you end up a winner. If you play short term and you're playing like a gambler at a casino, you're going to always lose and be sad. Now, there may be times you win, don't get me wrong, but chances are you'll probably lose. You'll get lucky. And sometimes the gambler does get lucky. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes gambling can pay off. But you don't want to rely on luck forever. Because look, if you rely on Lady Luck forever, Lady Luck is like a casino, is like a casino owner. It's like the owners of the casino, right? Lady Luck is the owner of the casinos. Deep down, they always have the odds. Lady Luck and the casino owners. So. That's why you got to play the game differently. There's so many ways to play the game. Um, I, I honestly prefer to play the game like a casino. You know, I don't want to be the casino patron. I want to be the casino. And it's a simple philosophy, and I love, I love this philosophy style, and I, I hope to impart it upon all of you guys. But, and I'm not, like I said, I will never, ever, out of ethical, out of ethical standards for myself, and just because I want to help, I want to help millennials. I don't want to make them any more poorer. Even if, even if my course, let's say I did sell courses, right? Even if I did, let's say they did help you. It's not going to help you in the short term. I want to make sure I can help you in the long term as well. That $500 can go a long way. Like, like let's add, I don't do courses. That's why I don't do courses. I believe YouTube gives me the ability to host these videos for for free. Okay, sweet. And so does anchor anchor allows me to host my podcast on nine different sources. And I also can host on YouTube for absolutely free. So I think it's uh, my fiduciary responsibility to give the best investment advice possible to everyone, not to a select few subscribers, to everyone. That's the difference between me and all these other fake-ass fucking gurus. Anyway, that's enough of my ranting. I do like to rant. I'm not going to lie. I'm a ranter. But thank you guys for taking the time once again. Um, and just have an incredible rest of the day. Later.